and I think we're live. All right. Hi guys. Welcome to Uncast episode 10. This is, this is Mukul as usual. And uh, today I have on the podcast, Eve. And a lot of you guys saw him on my Snapchat story that I posted when I was very drunk. So yes, this is him. Hi Eve. Hey, what's going on? I'm happy to be on the podcast. Big fan. Really? Oh, very so big nice. Fan. Thank you. Very <laughs> big fan. Just almost so real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But so I decided that, you know, I, I tried doing a light episode with uh, the NBA Mean Dream team. And then I realized that that's, that's just not where I want this podcast to go. So this kind of came down to now a more serious aspect of it. And we're only going to be doing topics that we feel like talking about. So it, you know, what uncast was uncast was initially. Sorry, my accent's all messed up. But yes, <laughs> what it was initially and supposed to be is that. All right. So right. So today we're going to be talking about how how people change themselves, how how people act like not themselves, just so that people like them and people fit in, and just fakeness in general. So right. Thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah. Well, we were talking about this earlier about how we change our voices, change our, our appearance, and just to uh, appeal to a different type of group, whether it be a group of people that we're working with or a group of people that we're trying to impress. It's all about whether or not you can portray yourself as some type of person that you aren't. And it's very difficult for a lot of people to stay in some sort of originality and staying to who you are. Uh, I myself definitely do it. Um, the problem is that a lot of people, they make themselves out to be who they really aren't mm -hmm. just so that they can get attention from either one group or other groups. Absolutely. And the thing is, we have started to just live in kind of people have become how I don't, this is what I don't understand. I don't understand how attention-seeking could be a character trait. I have met so many people that are just like, oh my God, like, okay, this is going to be a very bad impression, but oh my God, guys, I uh, I haven't had my fill of attention today. Oh my God, guys, please give me attention and stuff like that. And I just, I can't believe that, you know, somebody can actually say that because just why? It, it, it's just a very baffling concept to me. Well, you got to understand that a lot of people nowadays are drowned in a sea of noise and drowned in a sea of everything happening around them. So when it comes to making yourself known, when it comes to making your presence aware, you have to step out of your comfort zone a little bit or maybe even put yourself in the spotlight directly just so that other people can see you. Because in this sea of noise that we have as a society, we're very easily forgotten, which is why a lot of people will do everything extreme just so that they can get their five minutes of fame, their 10 minutes of fame, whatever you want to call it. And it affects every single one of us. And sometimes people take it too far. Sometimes people make it a big deal that they've gotten a little bit of attention or that they've gotten a little bit of clout. And absolutely, it's we've we've kind of reached a point where when it comes to stuff like Instagram and when it comes to social media, it's just the little things matter so much. And especially with things like TikTok coming up where anybody can get any amount of fucking views whenever it's that I believe is just digging a deeper hole into society 
And, you know, I, I say the younger generation like I'm fucking 40, but, you know, just even kids younger than both of us, we're both 21, but there are right. kids. Look at Charlie D'Amelio. She's 16, right? Right. Right? It's, it's, it's shocking that now imagine if you're a 16-year-old mm. and you see somebody getting that type of attention from dancing to a song that is not theirs. Right. It's, you know, they're just lip syncing. They're smiling and that's all they're doing. And you get clout and fame and attention off of that. It kind of builds an, an inherent need for people to just want attention because they all they see is other people getting attention. Right. Right. So it it it's very toxic. It's very toxic for a particular person. Oh, yeah. Because back in the day, and I say back in the day, like I'm an old person as well, but Back in the day, getting famous was a lot harder to achieve because there wasn't a whole lot of avenues for people to really explore what they could do. But now it just comes so easily, especially if you can get some sort of trending tab on you or some sort of uh, hashtag around you. You can get famous overnight. And it goes to a lot of people's heads because you reach that extreme and then you think you can get more and more and more and more and more. And then all of a sudden you're doing these bizarre things that you would otherwise never have done just because that you had your five minutes of fame. And it can get to a point where it's extremely bad because some people just throw themselves out there. Some people straight up go out into the wild of, of uh, media and all these different avenues of fame just so that they can um, have more of what they already have. Because a lot of people's fame dies out so quickly. And it's very hard to keep everybody's attention in this endless sea of entertainment. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad you bring about the point of att uh, attention because as, as we're progressing, as, as, as we're progressing, our, our generation is just, their attention span is decreasing. You know, we, we started off with, stuff like youtube videos you know that's how that's how pewdiepie got famous right? right he he would just constantly put out long huge videos and people would watch them and then youtube videos got shorter to seven minutes of vlogs which was like the logan paul age mm -hmm. or the jake paul age and then it came down to shorter videos when david dobrik came around with his vlogs right right which was four minutes and now it's come to fucking 15 10 seconds TikTok, just fucking Exactly. Swiping, 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 just, and the thing is, it's a fact that the human body cannot be something they're not, they cannot pretend for more than three months, yeah. right? They, they cannot pretend that three, more than three months. So imagine that what it's done is that it's capitalized on that psychology and you only need to be fake for those 15 seconds until you actually become famous. Mm -hmm. And this is a phenomenon that we see in Disney stores, if you think about it. Right. These these kids that got really famous and they just end up getting into a lot of bad shit when they can't pretend to have that image anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I like that you brought up TikTok because all of the, our, our attention spans have gotten slower and slower and slower. And we just can't even comprehend sitting down for more than 10 minutes to focus on whatever somebody has to say, you know, and. You're right. A lot of YouTube videos have gotten significantly shorter with, you know, David Dobrik and all these videos going slower and slower and slower. The problem is, is that a lot of people take that extreme and they try to 
cram so much stuff into one video, one TikTok in the 15 seconds that they have. I used to rag on my mom a lot about her watching other people's lives in terms of, you know, Hollywood and, and reality TV shows. I, I never understood it. I never got it. I, I always was confused as to why somebody would be interested in watching another person's life for hours at a time. Sometimes, you know, you'd have these sessions of just watching somebody do all these monotonous things. But that's the thing. All these people are putting out a persona that they show to other people that's entertaining. But we never really look at the human aspect of it, of them being somebody who needs to eat, sleep, and, you know, do their own thing. Absolutely. And when you're surrounded by cameras almost 24-7, you almost become that personality. You exactly. lose yourself in it. It's, it's over-glorification without clarification. Exactly. exactly. Right? And it's, it's become very, very toxic where, honestly, I get concerned about my own sister. That So she runs a blog. She does her things. Mm. But... You know, I'm concerned that I'm uh, just just as an older brother. You you really hope that it's it's more about creativity mm. rather than it is about you know. I hope my friends see this. Yes. I hope other people in school see. This. I, I I you know because we've stopped progressing as a generation towards towards creativity, towards originality, towards going inwards before you go outwards, and because now we now children at any age they they're literally just like. They have they have an Instagram. What's what's the Facebook age? Thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram also thirteen. Yeah. Right. And TikTok no age if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would say that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. TikTok right. doesn't really have an age limit. Yeah, right. They really should get on that so, at some point. Yeah. So we're making stuff like this accessible to a younger generation that doesn't know who they are, which is why I think which is why we noticed the pattern of. Uh, a lot of people saying that, hey guys, I just seem lost in life. Like they're gonna have brilliant, they they can have brilliant futures ahead of them, and they're just gonna be like, I, I just feel lost. I just don't feel like myself for like months on end, mm -hmm. because we're surrounded, bro. You you pick up your phone, right? Right. You just see, oh my friends vacationing. Oh these guys went on a drive, yeah. and everybody's just projecting the niceness. Mm -hmm. But nobody's projecting the the bad parts of life also, yeah. which I feel needs to be done a lot more yeah. because no, there's more bad in life than there is good in life. Yeah. Nobody sees the hours of work that you put in to take that photo or the hours of work at a job that you put in to get the money to get on that plane and go to a beach or to a resort of some kind or all these things. Nobody sees that aspect. They only see you at the pinnacle of all that hard work and gusto. And the problem is, is that when we start taking that and seeing that on our feeds every single day, we start trying to chase that dream that somebody else is already living. And when it comes to that point, all of our thoughts and everything is surrounded by being the best that you can be at all times and being representative of yourself to a point where you can't even recognize who you were before. You know, every single time that I'm sure you see on Instagram or I see on Instagram every single time that a photo is taken, everything is pretty much perfect about that photo. The lighting's great. The, the people are looking their best and the clothes and everything like that. Even what I'm wearing right now, it's just a representation of me living some sort of personality. That's probably not me when I'm back at home. Exactly. Yep, I get that. But that's the thing. It, 
I'll tell you a personal story of mine. Uh, not not too far back, maybe 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 two years back, right? I I was obsessed uh, with the character Harry Specter from Suits. Right. I was very I was I was like this is the guy I want to be. I don't I don't you know, uh, without noticing that when you dive deep into a life like that, people don't people just see that oh you know what he's a badass he's this he's just a, I'm talking about the character. That's how I used to see it that. You know, oh wow! You know, he has money. He he gets girls. It's beautiful, all that. But people don't realize that characters are shown in an in a persona. They're pre-written. They're characters. Exactly. They're not. They're not real. They're not real at all, right? So that's that's when I started kind of realizing that hey, I need to go inwards and realize who I am before I do anything else, bro. I have YouTube videos online. Do you know that? I I. I know you have a fu- a great YouTube channel that's all about you mm. and what you feel as a creator. Yes. But for me, I was doing YouTube in a in a sense that I was seeing people do it, and I was like, "Hey, you know, let me try." And which which didn't work out. It wasn't me. I was I was just trying to be as as we say. I was just trying to cloud chase, and which is why after doing the introspection, after realizing that, hey, I think I'm on a better path. You know, I think. Mm-hmm. I know that I, I'm getting there or I'm putting in the hours and I'm doing everything. And I realized that the only way I can be me and still create something that is me was a podcast. Because right. all I have are thoughts. All I have are words. That's Those are really me, mm-hmm. right? Nobody can take that away from me. And that's how I wanted to express myself to the world in all of my originality. And that's partly why I became an artist as well and why I write, why I make YouTube videos and why I do everything creative that I can. You write? I write. I write too. Nice. Damn. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've recently been writing this story about um, a guy who was on trial. All the details aren't fleshed out perfectly mm-hmm. yet. But Obviously, it's a long process. Yeah. This guy is on trial for a murder that took place and he was framed for it. But it's called The Power of a Favor. And the way that the story I see going is that some guy gets mixed up with the mafia. Some guy gets mixed up with the mob. He helps one of the mob members escape the police. Not exactly in an intentional way. He sort of just takes the person, puts him where he can't be found by the police. The police go away. And the guy like stitches him up and whatever, sends him back out to do his own thing. Now that guy owes him a favor. And then the story progresses where he gets more and more favors taken. And all of a sudden he has all these favors that aren't collected yet. But when it comes to the time of falling, of being the fall guy for the murder, he has all of these favors that he can call in to get himself out of jail. So he takes these favors and he sets himself up in a psych ward where, you know, Nothing really is going to happen to him. Yeah. He's living a lavish lifestyle mm-hmm. and everything like that. All, and all he had to do was just play the bit of somebody he wasn't and called in every single favor that he could. And that's the premise of the story. You know, you're helping people out. You're associating yourself with people that you probably shouldn't. And you become somebody that you aren't. And then when it comes time to collect, you know, you realize that all you really wanted was the easy life that you could never achieve. Absolutely. People, people, people need to realize that you know if you if you put out negativity, you're gonna get back negativity. Yeah. Right. It's it's a big circle. That's all it is. 
But uh, that's interesting that you write stories. I I write more uh, like poetry. I would say it's not poetry, mm-hmm. but like I said, everything I do now is everything that I want that expresses me, in the sense that it's not something that I'm doing that's with the trend. Mm-hmm. It's not something that I'm doing that everybody's doing. Yeah. It's literally just what I'm comfortable with mm-hmm. and who I am. Exactly. And which is what this generation has kind of come to a point where they're just like, hold on, you know, they're, they're missing that out. And even parenting in general has become like a, how do I say this? You know, give the kid a phone. He'll be busy. <laughs> Today when we were at the mall, right. uh, there was a kid sitting right, right next to us. Yeah. Just playing, just watching TikTok on maximum volume. Yeah. No, no consideration of the world next to him. Exactly. No consideration of anything. Yeah. Just lost. Exactly. Right. Well, if you think about it, the world around him only happens to what he can see. So in that situation, he's looking around and he can only pretty much see people sitting at benches and everything like that. But when he looks at his hand, when he looks at the rectangle box that his parents gave him, (laughs) the phone, he can see a world of infinite wonders of people going around the world, people being shown in their best light, being as funny as they possibly can and showing all these great things. And yet we're ragging on him for wanting for wanting him to look at I'm, the world I'm, around I'm, him. I'm not ragging on him. I'm I'm talking. I'm ragging on his parents. His mom was sitting opposite to him, saying nothing. You know why? Why is that? Because she was on her phone too. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's become a vicious cycle. And as much as we can criticize it, there's not a lot of us that are willing to change it. True. It is. It's kind of becoming more convenient. I would I wouldn't say more convenient, but having a kid nowadays can kind of be easier because you just give them a phone or you give them a tablet, a game device, whatever, and they're quiet. You know, Absolutely. they're not kicking and screaming like they were before in the old days. I mean, you know, it and it happened generally recently because when I was a kid and when I was hanging out with my parents at that age, you know, I didn't have a phone. The, the closest thing that I had was a Game Boy. You know, and even then my parents would not let me bring the Game Boy with me whenever we went out because they wanted me to talk to them. They wanted me to interact with them and explore the world other than video games and everything like that. Not saying that they're bad because video games are actually really good uh, for it's a wonderful art medium. And yes, video games are art. I am a strong believer in that. Absolutely. But having people... um, going around and giving people iPhones when they really shouldn't have them, you know, suddenly that kid is no longer being raised by the parents. Suddenly the kid is being raised by whatever is in his feet yeah. and whatever is in his feed is going to ultimately decide what that kid wants. Absolutely. In their life. We, we need, I'm not saying that, you know, everything is even TikTok at the end of the day is creativity just in a different form. I'm saying that when we do let children have this, especially now, that we've come a point where technology is, you know, just like progressed so much. I truly believe that there should be more college, not like more school courses, more orientations, just talking about this. Because our, our school system remains archaic, talking about math, physics, and science, and English, and, you know, stuff like that. When in, in real life, they need to tell people that, hey, why are we teaching you this? And why you need to realize what you get into. I truly believe there should be a general education. You know how we used to do sex ed? 
Right. You know how sex ed was a thing that, well, it's still not a thing in India, but sex ed, (laughs) sex ed is a thing. Well, sex ed in America is still not the greatest, but at least they don't deny the fact that some kids are going to have sex, you know, early on, you know, like, like some teenagers are going to go explore with another teenager and stuff like that. And my point is, if we can, we're going to have to treat technology and stuff that kind of tunnel visions a person's vision uh, a person's uh, perception right to just inform them you mm-hmm. know with, with with not just children with everybody i feel like we just need more more information on just what happens if you actually do this you know because i it, it's so disheartening that i see so bro that was me a year back that was i see so many people just lost not knowing what they want to do but the minute they turn their phone on, they're 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 lost. Their mind is off. Exactly. They're right? just scrolling like zombies. Yes, and they don't. They there are you know there are repercussions. There are repercussions to switching yourself off, and we need, we just need more people out there telling that hey, there's more. There's exactly. more to the world than just this. Yeah. And I think that it's a very interesting point that you brought up about education and everything nowadays. What I see often is the death of passion. Oh my We live in God. an age yes. where nobody really cares about school anymore. Mm-hmm. Obviously, people want to get a good grade, mm-hmm. but that's not the dif- that there's a difference between getting a good grade and the want to learn. Exactly. A lot of people yeah. I've seen just aim for a grade. They don't care how they get it. They don't care if they have to study for it for hours on end or if they cheat their way to a grade, or if they try to, you know, take somebody else's work or anything like that. It's a death of passion of learning. And you see it all the time, because I know I myself have taken a couple of classes where I've just said, I don't care what's going on in this Absolutely. class. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, guys, if we laugh in the middle, it's because Joey's making faces while sitting on the bed, being very frustrated about frustrated something. Blackjack and the fact that you guys are trying to talk about nurture versus nature without even using those terms. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Joey. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> okay, so coming soon, <laughs> a possible next podcast with all three of us. <laughs> God tier. <laughs> but yes. So nurture versus nature, as Joey said. Yeah. And I haven't prepared like I I don't prepare, but I still am not well informed on how that works. But I'll have Joey on really soon and we'll talk about it. And uh so yes, coming back to that, is you're absolutely right about the grades and you're absolutely right about the death of passion because I experienced that, to be very honest. I'm I am the type of person that I need my grades because that's the only way to get through life, right? I got this, like I'm sitting in an air-conditioned room simply because I got my grades, right? It's It takes time. It takes practicing. It takes it's, – it's not education. It's training. You're training a person's mind. Exactly, exactly. I was actually talking to my mom about this way back, and – we see this a lot with a lot of people, um, especially me, since I have ADHD and I grew up in an environment where it wasn't exactly the best situation to be in, in terms of learning, because the school I went to didn't really offer a whole lot of support for someone like me. They gave me some stuff, like they allowed me to take um, 
tests and everything like that for, you know, a little bit longer. Like they gave me an extra half hour on a test if I wanted it. Um, but the problem is, is that a lot of school doesn't offer you the freedom to learn about what you want to learn about because what happens is that everybody is given the same rules. Everybody is given the same curriculum. Everybody is given the same everything. And the problem starts is when somebody who sees themselves as not exactly a free thinker or someone who's just learns differently has to be put into a school where they don't function as well as they could have because of the way that they're being taught. You know, I think Albert Einstein says you don't judge a, a fish's um, uh, intelligence by its ability to climb a tree. You Abs know? Absolutely. It's people don't realize schools, schools were meant to train factory workers. Exactly. And it was, it was the industrial revolution where they said that we're going to educate people so they can go nine to five, work in a straight line and follow orders. The building block, Yes, Joey, I agree. I know. I feel like, <laughs> are you happy now? Are you happy? Nobody knows that preach. That's all I'm saying, bro. Exactly. Joey's over here, like, shouting out, like, like doing cheerleader. Yeah, poses, Joey's a cheerleader right now. So, so yes. So that's what schools were meant to be. Education before that was all about scholarly studying. If you look at the Renaissance, there was humanism, exactly. where you studied philosophy, where you studied literature, art. Back, uh, like back home, I mean, this, I'm, I talk from personal perspective, but right. back home we had uh, gurkhuls, and how they worked was that you had a master, and there was no concept of classrooms, there was no concept of anything. You would just learn about life, you would learn about the world. And when it came to the Industrial Revolution, they said that, you know, we have, we don't have people that know how to work this machinery or understand how a line works. Exactly. Like, like an assembly line works. Yeah. And they said, we need to train them. Exactly. That, that, that's why there's a big, uh, that's why there's line. a huge demand for trades. You yeah. know, no, there's a comparison between prisons and school because at, at one point, what people would do is, you know, factory work started being given as punishment. Yeah. And they were like, okay, you know, you've done this crime. It's not that big. How about you just work in the factories? Yeah. Right. And when, we, when in order to work for the factories, they had to be, go to school in order to learn how to work in a factory. That is why lunch breaks. Come on. Think about it. Exactly. Lunch breaks in school, lunch breaks in prison. Yeah. Right. You can't go to the bathroom. You can't go to the bathroom without the permission of yeah. whoever's teaching you. It's, there's a huge, there's a huge debate about it, but these topics don't come up when people like fucking, when people like, what, what's the education minister right now for the United States? DeVos. Betsy DeVos. Yeah. Oh my God. Don't get me. When, when people like her and Donald Trump are running a country, hmm. how do you, how do you expect, how do you expect the school to think about anything else? People talk about bringing the greatness back people, yeah. right? The greatness, my friends that these people talk about was the greatness was slavery. Yeah. It was imprisonment unfairly and it was education without knowledge. Exactly. Exactly. Greatness is completely subjective. And a lot of people in America, especially my friend, I'm, I have a couple of friends who just don't know jack shit 
about the outside world because the only worldview that they've seen is their friends and around them or whatever has been given to them by their feeds, which is very dangerous as well because if you only get your information from one source or a series of sources that all come from the same company or come from the same background, then your worldview, regardless of whether you, you know, hope to you know, go against it or not, is going to be molded by all these things that are being told to you, taught to you. And all of a sudden you become a different person because of everything that you've seen, everything that you've watched. Absolutely. You know, if you're getting your, your news from only Fox news, you're going to be a little more Republican. You're, you're going to put Trump on the side of your car. Exactly. exactly. Which we saw today. Which we saw today. His, his fucking face was just right there in the back, like watching over you. Which is also really dangerous as well because a lot of uh, – we, we were just talking about uh, clout chasing. A lot of politicians and a lot of people, public figures, are going through a series of clout chasing. Absolutely. And, you know, at first we just called it campaigning, but – what we call it now is we call it clout chasing, you know? Right. No, clout, clout chasing is definitely. So we're going to make this, I know we're ending abruptly, but we're going to make this a two-parter. So uh, because of technical issues, quite literally, apparently Anchor doesn't let me record more than 30 minutes. So, uh, well, we're going to go for a smoke break there and is. come right back. We'll be right but, back. But the podcast. And you can watch us in the next episode. So I'll see you in the next episode, guys. Bye. <laughs>